You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello, my fellow traveler, and welcome to the Travel Talk Weekly Show. This is episode number 44, the hottest trip for 2021. Now, this destination may surprise some of you, and some of you will say, of course, that makes sense. You're going to be in one camp or the other. It is consistently in the top five bucket list trips for all vacation travelers. Basically, a destination most people hear a lot of cool things about and want to see in person. Matter of fact, there are a lot of TV shows dedicated to this one place. That is very true. I didn't think about that. (laughs) But it also offers something for just about every single age. You got beautiful scenery. You have adventure. There's something for foodies, something for people who love history. And of course, there is wildlife. That should be the big key. And what is the destination we're talking about? It is Alaska. Sadly, the season of 2020 was canceled. And while you still can travel to Alaska right now, there are certain steps you have to take. And for most people, experiencing everything Alaska has to offer is best done by cruise ship. With all this going on with the shutdown and specifically for the cruise industry, it may be hard to even think that there is a hot cruise destination for next year. But there is. Like I said, it's Alaska, and here's why. Because the Alaska cruise season was canceled completely, so here are a few things that are making that Alaska cruise what we call the hottest trip of 2021. A lot of people are pushing their trips from 2020 to 2021, which means the available inventory is much smaller than a normal year. And a lot of people are very comfortable traveling domestically as opposed to internationally, but Alaska makes you feel like you're going somewhere far, far away, but you're still a domestic trip. That's because it is pretty far away. It is far away from us. It (laughs) is completely far away. (laughs) (laughs) That means that there's already very low availability. This was originally not a topic we were going to do this week until we started checking for some clients and said, wow, there's not much left. For the people that really want to do this cruise, we better kind of rearrange our topics and make this the priority. So that means now is the time to book and secure your Alaska adventure for 2021, like we said, or even out to 2022. Yeah, even out to 2022. When we look back at our entire travel journey, so to speak, it all began with an Alaska cruise in 2005. I remember it like it was 2005, you know, since it was. We had just started dating, and even though I lived in Tampa, which obviously has a port, I had never been on a cruise, and as a matter of fact, I had never even seen a cruise ship, ever. So I had been hired to produce a video and do some video interviews for an incentive trip that one of my clients was holding on an Alaskan cruise. Now, I grew up in Colorado, so for me, I never really had that desire to go to Alaska, but I was like, cruise sounds pretty cool, but this was for a work trip, and the best part was I got to bring a plus one. And I was very happy to be that plus one. And actually, I was more excited to be going on a trip with you than I was excited to take an Alaskan cruise, which looking back probably sounds a little crazy. But you have to remember that this was way before social media and people posting cruise pictures all over the place. This is probably still back in the day of the slideshows, like the family, <laughs> family vacation slideshows. I know, right? Now, the cruise we went on was a seven-night round trip from Seattle on Holland America and it was the MS Osterdam. And that was the very first cruise ship I'd ever seen. The only line I even knew at the time was Carnival because of the crazy Kathy Lee commercials back in the day that you know probably happened 15 years before that. But that's 
Like, oh, Carnival. Yeah, I've seen him on TV. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of crazy that you lived in Tampa. You lived in Florida and you had never seen a cruise ship. Now, I had never seen one. And I just remember looking up going, wow. You lived in Salt Lake City at the time. Yeah. Well, and I grew up in Colorado, so it's not like I grew up around cruise ships. That's for sure. It's not like you... It's not like you were close to a port city like I was, like 15 minutes from the port, and I'd just never seen one. <laughs> Our cruise was a typical Alaskan itinerary, small ocean towns, seeing the whales, and of course, the obligatory stop in Canada, and seeing the glaciers, and the glaciers calve, which means big chunks of them falling into the ocean. Now, because I was there for a work trip, we definitely didn't do a lot of prep, but before you plan your Alaska adventure, we highly recommend that you do a little more prep because we definitely missed out on some things. It was still so amazing. So if Alaska is something on your future travel list, or maybe you've never even considered Alaska and you're just thinking, you know what, I don't feel like going international, but I kind of want to have a big trip next year. We'll share a few things that will get you inspired to see and visit Alaska the right way. And this is what's kind of funny is that if you've never been to Alaska and you're thinking about doing an Alaska cruise, listening to this show is way more prep than we ever did. So you're already ahead <laughs> of us as far as the Alaska cruise game. Yeah. And over our career, we have learned a lot of things that you need to know about this destination. Now, when it comes to a vacation here, most people want to see what's called the big three. And here's what they are. So they hear about this crazy Alaska trip, and they want to see the big three. And that is the big five of the wildlife, which is the grizzly bear, moose, caribou, sheep, and wolves. Although I would add whales to that. But this is the big five. I can't believe you put sheep on there. But no, that's a big thing when you go to Alaska. Yeah, it's not the sheep you see in like the meadow grazing. These no, are these the, are on special. The yeah, these are special mountain Mountain ones. sheep. <laughs> And the second thing from the big three are the mountains, specifically Denali, which former Mount McKinley. You know what? Go back to Mount, Mount McKinley. Why do we need to change I the don't name? know. But everybody wants to see Denali. And then the third thing is glaciers. And that is typical. When people go to Alaska, that is what they expect to see. Before you book your Alaska cruise, stop and make a list of what you are most excited about. And there's a good reason why. When planning your trip there, a cruise may be the perfect fit. But there are also cruise tours that might be an even better fit or even just a complete land vacation. Yeah. So, for example, if the big five, seeing those animals, is the top of your list, guess what? You're most likely going to see them only if you were doing a land portion. The ships, if you just do like what we did, we just stopped into all the little ports. We did some little excursions. We did not see all those animals because we were just doing a cruise only. For those of you expecting to see penguins, you might want to learn a little bit more about geography because they are <laughs> south pole, south of the equator, not north. So no penguins here. No penguins. <laughs> if you're more into fishing or whale watching and enjoy a glacier, a cruise only would work. Now, if you're really, really into fishing, you can do some excursions up there like the deadliest catch. You can go on one of their boats, yeah. which is really cool. They actually have some really cool ones. Now, on the flip side, if you are just wanting to see Denali and the national park side of things, that's going to be more of a land vacation. Or if you're looking forward to seeing the northern lights in Alaska, which you can see, a cruise probably is not going to work out for you. Because you don't go far enough north. You don't go far enough north, and it's usually not at the right times of the year. So the season for doing an Alaska cruise or cruise tour is May through September. That seems kind of weird that there's a season, because down here we cruise the Caribbean year-round. But you do not want to be cruising Alaska in December. No, you do not. And that's another reason why there is a high demand, because the cruise season itself is shorter. The other big thing is the whales, they migrate. So they go from Hawaii and they come up to Alaska. 
See, that's where they're going on their vacation for the summer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And so if you want to see a lot of whales, you need to go during the right season. And then, of course, the weather is warmer. Yeah, even the whales don't go to Alaska in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> that should be a clue. That should be a clue. <laughs> on most cruise lines, they pretty much do the same itineraries. Some of them are round trip from Seattle. Some are round trip from Vancouver. And most of the ones that do a land and cruise vacation, which combines you do a few days on land and then the rest is on vacation, they're either going to start in Seattle or Vancouver, and then they'll end up in Anchorage. They'll actually end up in Seward, but then you end up and you fly back from Anchorage, or they go just the opposite and they start in Anchorage and work their way down. Meaning if you start in Seattle or Vancouver, your tour part will be after the cruise. And if you're starting in Alaska, it'll be before the cruise. Every single Alaska cruise is going to have a stop in Canada. And this is what you refer to as the obligatory stop. The obligatory stop, yes. And that's because it's part of what's called the Jones Act. We don't need to go into all the details, but they're required to stop in Canada for a certain amount of time. And it's not just that. It's any cruise leaving U.S. waters has to do a stop in an international port, which I totally don't get, with one exception, and that is Hawaii. Anyway, we're not going to go into all the details. Just Google the Jones Act, and you will be a very smart cruiser. (laughs) So it is really important before you plan this great vacation that you know exactly where you're going to be leaving from, because if you don't have a passport, you immediately will eliminate any cruise going out of Vancouver. So that's not going to work for you. Seattle will be the port that you want to leave from. If you do have a passport, that just opens up your options because not all cruise lines cruise from Seattle and not all cruise lines cruise from Vancouver. What makes the itineraries different is pretty much the glacier stop, which glacier you're going to see. If it's Tracy Arm, you're going to see that at a distance. Yeah, that one feels more like the fjords. If it's Glacier Bay, that's more of a longer experience. And if you want to do the one we did, which is Hubbard Glacier, that is the most dramatic. You cruise right up within, I mean, a mile, maybe half a mile. Yeah, we were close. It was close. And then the ship will do a very slow kind of dramatic 360. If you happen to be sitting on your balcony, they're going to spin around so everybody gets to see it. And not all cruise lines go to Hubbard Glacier. So if you're excited about that, that will eliminate some of the itineraries immediately. Yeah, because in Alaska, they are about conservation. So they only allow so many permits to go to each of these glacier stops. And I know a lot of times you'll talk to a friend and they'll say, oh my gosh, we had this amazing time. We went to this glacier. We went and we did this helicopter thing. And so you're envisioning that. You see their pictures. And then you don't realize that all the glacier stops are very, very different. Most every cruise is going to make stops in places like Juneau, Sitka, Ketchikan, and Seward. And of course, Victoria, British Columbia, which is a beautiful stop. But every time you go there, it's always like late in the evening. But those are going to be your typical stops. So what makes it different really is it's the ship, the land portion, if you choose to add that on, and those glaciers. We always recommend to our clients that they at least get a balcony, if not a suite, but at least a balcony at minimum. You never know what wildlife you'll see just relaxing on your balcony, maybe in the morning, enjoying a hot cup of coffee. If a balcony is not in your budget, don't worry. doesn't mean you should not go. It just means that you're going to be sharing your experience with a lot of other people. If it's on the top deck, there's plenty of viewing places around the ship. It's just kind of nice to have a private balcony. Now, Full disclosure, when we went, we had an inside cabin because we were working. And somebody else was paying for it. Yes. But we did learn (laughs) in our vast cruise training for Alaska specifically, if you can make it happen, get a balcony. Always. We never have a client come back saying, oh, I wish I would have been on an inside cabin. Nobody does that. (laughs) Said no one ever. Now, if you do choose to do the land portion, either before or after your cruise, you definitely want to choose your cabin location wisely. 
So if you are heading north, you are going to want to pick a balcony cabin on the starboard side because that's the side that's going to be facing land the entire time. And what's really cool about Alaska Cruise is you actually see land a good chunk of your entire cruise. You do. Which is very different than the Caribbean. You wake up and you're in the middle of the ocean or the Gulf and you don't see any land. On the other side, if you're starting up in Anchorage and you're heading south, try to pick a cabin on the port side because that's the side that will be facing land for the duration of your cruise. That is a very high-level cruise pro tip. It is. a, And you know what, though? Those cabins go really fast because everybody knows if they've done Alaska or they're working with a good travel advisor, they know exactly where to put you on that ship. And that's what sets Alaska apart because a lot of people, once they go or as they're getting ready to go, they learn a lot about it as opposed to if you're on a Caribbean cruise, it doesn't matter what side of the ship you're on. There are a couple different categories. So how do you choose the right cruise line for you? We'll start at the budget level. For those of you on a budget, you're going to look at cruise lines like Royal Caribbean, Norwegian, and Carnival. If you want to go a little bit upscale, a little more upscale crowd, a little more upscale ship and product in general, Celebrity is a great choice. Now, here's a little word of caution is don't get lured into those super low priced ads that you see for an Alaskan cruise, because most of the time, those are the cruises that are they're just doing the one way. And you don't have to put a land package on. So, hey, if you have a budget, and you're fine just doing going up from Anchorage and then heading south and ending up in Seattle. That's great. Those cruises are going to be cheaper than the ones that are round trip out of Seattle. However, you need to keep in mind that you're going to have to fly back from Anchorage or fly into Anchorage and you'll have like two one-way tickets. So sometimes the airfare can end up being a little bit more. So it's really not that much of a savings at all. For those of you that want to be in a more kind of sedate a little more experienced, older crowd. The two lines we recommend are Holland America, which we sailed on, and Princess. And I can tell you, even back our very first cruise, when we went our first time, it was Holland America. It was pretty funny how many like scooters and wheelchairs were parked in the hallway. Yeah, I don't know if there was a special convention. That's something 15 years ago is stuck in my mind, how many wheelchairs and scooters were parked in the hallway because you had to dodge them. And both Holland and Princess have specialized in Alaska sailings for years. And so if you do add that land portion, they have a lot of experience. I mean, all the cruise lines do, but these two lines in particular, they definitely have their Alaska game going strong. Strong game. Yes, it is. Strong Alaska game. Now, if you're a multi-gen family, one option you definitely may want to consider is Disney Cruise Line. They have one ship that will go up for the season. And what I love about with Disney is that you can actually also add on to your Alaskan cruise and Adventures by Disney, what I call an overlay. It's great, though, because they put together all of your excursions and activities. And so that can be totally worth it if it's in your budget. And it's no surprise that for a multi-generational trip, Disney is by far the best option. If you're into the ultimate luxury, there are two, Crystal Cruises and Silver Sea. If it was a coin flip, I would pick Silver Sea because all of their cabins are considered suites. And every single suite, you have a personal butler. Not a glorified cabin steward, but an actual butler on in addition to the cabin steward to help you with all your needs. They will pack and unpack for you. If your luggage is dirty, they'll clean your luggage. If you're if you're going to dress up for formal night, they'll press you know, your dress and your suit, shine your shoes, 
and anything you need. So I think that's the way I want to do it. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm up I'm for Silver Sea. I'm with you on that. Not every cruise line is perfect for every family. So our advice is figure out the type of experience you want to have on board. If you do want to do any land portion, if you do want to do a lot of excursions, it's best for you to come up with your must-do list first. And then you come up with your budget and then you figure out which cruise line is going to be the best match. Because like we said, they all go to the exact same stops in the same cities, but they do offer something different just by their own approach to how they do these Alaska sailings. And so they're not all going to be the exact same. And then also keep in mind which ones are going to go to which glaciers, if that's important to you. Now You mentioned cruise tours a couple of different times as a really good option. Let's go into more detail on that. Yeah. So as amazing as an Alaska cruise only is, you do not have enough time to really see and enjoy everything, especially getting into the national parks and seeing all those animals. If you're that person, you definitely should plan a cruise tour. But before you decide to not add a tour portion to your Alaska, I would say ask yourself this question because some people are like, no, a cruise will be fine. Here's the question. Why would you fly that far and not go see the interior of Alaska? If you can answer that question, then um, yeah, then take the land portion off. You know, Alaska's far up there and there's a lot to see and it is Especially beautiful. Especially if you're coming from Florida. Yeah. <laughs> now, the interior of Alaska is not New York City. The accommodations, while nice, are probably going to be more along the lines of a three-star hotel, not like a New York City five-star hotel. Yeah, that's important to know. I mean, you are going out in the country and you don't want to be like, whoa. Deep into the country, <laughs> the back country. <laughs> One thing I do like about the land tours is that they are fully escorted and so you have a guide with you the entire time and somebody to really kind of point things out that you probably wouldn't see on your own. Which is a lot better than getting a map and saying, let's go find the moose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where is moose and squirrel? <laughs> Most of the tours that get you from point A to point B have a built-in experience and then they give you some time to explore on your own. Yeah, so don't be afraid of the word tour for your family because um, it's not like you're with them the entire time. You actually have some time to just really relax and enjoy some things on your own. We actually like tours because you get to meet other people that kind of have that same passion. It's To me, it's interesting meeting people from different parts of the country and different parts of the world and and kind of figure out, okay, what was the mindset? Why did all of us, all these different backgrounds, why did we all pick this very same trip? Well, especially with Alaska, can you imagine sitting around at night and you're all comparing your different wildlife photos and with how easy it is to stay connected with people today with social media? I think tours are just a great way to kind of expand your travel family, so to speak. I would agree. And, you know, make new friends from around the world. Some of your meals and land excursions during the land tour and all of your accommodations and transportation are included, so it is a great value. Yeah, don't let the numbers scare you off until you start pricing things out, because if there is one thing we have noticed when it comes to Alaska is you absolutely should budget for excursions and, if you have the time, a tour. It's going to make it a much more memorable trip, but getting off the boat and just walking around in town is not going to give you the experience you're paying for to be in Alaska. For many people, some would call it a bucket list trip. I don't like that name, but a dream trip list that they're only going to do one time. If you think about it, we've been cruising for 15 years and have not been back to Alaska. So if you're going to do it, do it right and see all the things that you want to see. Unless you plan on doing this every year, you know, if you miss something this year, you can catch it next year. But if this is a once in a lifetime trip, make a list of everything and make sure you see it. And also, of course, take plenty of pictures to document the experience. And that's why we're saying even if you're wanting to plan this for maybe 2022, 
you can start saving right now to have that dream trip. I know when we go back to Alaska, we are doing the full thing. We are doing a a cruise with a land tour portion because we did not get to do that land portion. We did the seaplane. That was really cool. We did a seaplane yeah, and flew we did around the some. mountains, and that's where we yeah. saw the sheep, not the ones grazing, our, but the ones in the mountain. Yep, and our, our itinerary was dictated by the client that we were there working for. Correct. But at the same time, when we go back, this is something that we will plan just like when we plan and go over to Italy because there's so much to see here in Alaska. So we've talked enough about pricing. How about we do some examples? Yeah, so we pulled up some pricing for next summer, and this is for going in June. Here's a little pro tip for you. If you do want to get the best value, regardless of which cruise line it is, if you can go in May or September, the pricing is a little bit lower. That's what they call the shoulder season. Yeah, and so the pricing is going to be a little bit better, but most people, because of work and school schedules and vacation, Most everybody goes in June, July, and August. That is also when the whales are the most active. Because the whales are on vacation too. No, they're just, they're making their way up. They're making their way up. That's what I meant. (laughs) On Royal Caribbean, for example, on a seven-night round-trip sailing out of Seattle, a balcony, kind of the entry balcony, starts at $1,192 per person plus taxes and fees. That's actually a really good price. It's a a really good price. A seven-night cruise starting in Seattle, so you don't need a passport. Correct. And to me, that's a great price. It is. And they also have a sale going on right now as well. And it's always good. That's why you work with a travel advisor because they can shop those sales for you. And tell you if the sale is actually a good value or what, or it's not. Exactly. Now, if you were to do an 11-night cruise with a land tour and on the cruise portion, you would get a balcony, that's going to start around thirty-one twenty per person. So a good rule of thumb is you kind of double the price and that gives you an idea of what it would be. Now they have, there's 10 nights where you do three nights on land and then the seven night cruise. That's going to be really quick, just so you know. I would at least try to do four, but they also go all the way up until 18 nights. So you could do a real heavy land portion and then package it with a seven night cruise. If you want to experience a Disney cruise in Alaska, you better act fast. These are some of the first cruises to completely sell out. And one of the reasons is they only have one ship that does Alaska. Yeah. And it does the seven night from Vancouver. Their balconies start around 4000 per person. The Adventures by Disney add-on adds around 2600 per person. But that would include not only the excursions, but also some behind-the-scenes tours on the ship. So when we say that there's an Adventures by Disney add-on, it's not additional time. It is what happens during your Disney Alaska cruise. Yeah. So for example, when you go into Juneau, They will have multiple excursions while you are there in port and you meet on the ship and then they take you onto a bus and then they basically they're your guides for the entire day. It usually includes a meal if it's on a shore excursion day, but they pack in a lot of stuff, but also not too much. That's one thing that I learned when we did our adventures by Disney was they know how to pace it perfectly. And I do love that because this is a cruise. And if you only have seven days, this is a good way that they're going to try and make sure that you see the big three the best that they can from just cruise port stops. And when we say Adventures by Disney or ABD for short, they limit the number of people that can do it. So it's not like everybody on the ship can do it. Exactly. Meaning that section, that portion of the cruise sells out really fast. It's also a pretty new product for their cruises. If I were to book an Alaskan cruise right now for 2021, Disney would be at the top of my list with the Adventures by Disney add-on. Now, also at the top of my list, though, is doing it in luxury style. And when I pulled these numbers, I was like, you know what, this actually is not too bad once you break things down. And the one that we highly recommend and are using for our example here is Silver Sea. 
Not only is it going to be a full luxury experience, but it's also all-inclusive. So when you think that your gratuities are included, a beverage package, you have specialty dining, that kind of right there gives you a good reason to consider this particular cruise line. Plus you have that butler. I like me a butler. And as a matter of fact, a Silver Sea Alaska cruise is our deal of the week. Yeah, they have a great promotion going on right now. And there's actually two that they have. One of them ends on August 31st. And this one is when you book It is a reduced deposit of $1,000 per person, and you get $1,000 to spend on board. They also have a second promotion that ends in September, and that is free airfare and transfers plus a $1,000 savings on a Denali package. Yeah, so if you want to do that cruise tour, that's a nice savings right there. Theirs usually are starting like around $5,000 per person. Depends which month you're going. So again, if you have the time and you can go in May, or late August, September, you're going to get a good savings by combining all of these extra deal of the weeks, plus what they offer. And think about it. That's cheaper than the Disney cruise. Well, exactly. When you break it down, what you're exactly getting and what extras you would pay for on a different cruise, you know, same, same Alaska cruise, but what you what you'd have to pay extra for on other cruise lines, Silver Sea is a fantastic value. And it is the top of luxury. If you're excited to cruise Alaska, how would you like to do it? for free. Ooh, I'm intrigued. We are group cruise specialists. Think about this. If you are a member of a group, whether it is a school, a church, a sports team, maybe even just like a hobby or even a car club. I know that you're part of a car club that you're very excited about. I am very excited for that. (laughs) You can become what's called a trip leader. So it looks something like this. Let's say you go to your car club and say, you know what, how many of you guys would love to go to Alaska on a cruise? And you just become kind of like the Pied Piper and you get a whole group of people that are excited. And then all you do is you just introduce us to the group and we do everything else. We help do the promotion for you. And depending on the size of the group that is traveling, you and maybe even a guest can cruise for free. For more information on how to do that, you can email Serena at creatingmagicvacations.com. And that is Serena spelled S-E-R-E-N-A. If you've been inspired to visit Alaska in the near future, let us know how we can help match you to the perfect vacation. Or if you were invited here by one of our Creating Magic Vacations travel advisors, please get back to them. And they will definitely take care of you. Not all cruises are the same. And you want to make sure for your investment in your vacation that you are doing it the right way for your family. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you did, if you could please share this episode with your friends that like to travel and better yet, get a group of friends together and cruise to Alaska. Another thing I want to mention is to follow us on Instagram. Instagram has this new feature they call Reels, which is basically their version of TikTok. And we're starting to do a lot of that. We're really liking that feature on the Travel Talk Weekly Instagram. It's a great, big, beautiful world. Get out there and see it, including an awesome vacation to Alaska. And remember, never stop exploring.